heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. You are Locked On Rams, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Rams, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, welcome to Locked On Rams. The preseason is in the books. The Rams finish 2-2, two and two, and a lot of things to talk about with last night's game in Minnesota. Of course, I'm gonna, this is where I remind you that you need to go check out the fellow Locked On products, including the fantasy football guy, Vinny Iyer, Locked On Fantasy Football. Go find him at the Locked On Podcast Network. And, of course, all things NFL, Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson. So make sure that you do that. Plus, assuming that you are an L.A. Rams fan, a very good chance that you are a Los Angeles Lakers fan as well. Locked on Lakers with Anthony and Harrison. So go check all of those guys out and all of your locked on. Plus, keep in mind, all your NBA teams, all your NFL teams as well. So whatever your favorite team is, maybe you're not a Laker guy. I get it. Maybe you are a Clipper guy. Maybe you're a Golden State Warrior guy. Whatever. Locked on. Insert your favorite team, NFL, NBA we got you covered. All right, as I mentioned, there are a lot of things to get to after that fourth game of the preseason. Um, the Rams did not look particularly good, and I don't think it matters with one big exception. It's the fourth game. Everybody that's going to play really didn't play with a couple of exceptions, and there really isn't a lot of information. The Rams are not a team that had a bunch of guys competing for spots. You're talking about maybe three or four guys total that are probably on the bubble of making this team, and I should say three or four spots more than three or four guys, um, and they're not going to be impact players, I wouldn't think. So not a lot of information there. I, I think the the big takeaway, and this is a common theme, and we're going to spend a lot of time talking about this all season long, is Jared Goff. And we, it was either yesterday or the day before on Lockdown Rams that we were talking about this. The idea of when can you start to evaluate what he is. Number one pick, gave away the farm to go get the guy. They moved up from the middle of the draft to the very top of the draft. So you would think that they saw something in Jared Goff that made them want to go do that. And maybe there still is. And maybe that is still to be seen and still time to come. The fact of the matter is, I think that if everybody's being honest, Jeff Fisher included, the fact that Jared Goff is where he is after the beginning of his career, after the first four preseason games of his career, it's a disappointment. I'm not saying he had to start. I don't think that anything short of him starting game one was going to be considered a failure. I think that there was a lot of room between failure and not starting, a a ton of room. He's not the number two quarterback. He's breaking – if the Rams were playing the 49ers tomorrow, okay, and they play Monday Night Football September 12th, but if that game were tomorrow, Sean Mannion's your backup quarterback, and quite frankly, it's not even close. Sean Mannion has looked far more comfortable, far more – NFL far more professional in these four games than case excuse me than Jared Goff has it look yesterday he played the first half some with the starters early he looked very good in the opening drive drove them down the field and ultimately threw a one-yard touchdown pass to Kenny Britt let's be honest again let's not the preseason you have to look at what it means not necessarily exactly what it is that drive probably stalls if the officials are paying attention because a big gain during that drive, a 20-yard gain, came on a pass that Jared Goff threw over the line of scrimmage. That That's one that's going to get reviewed during the regular season. That's coming back. That doesn't happen. So take that for what it's worth. He was 6 of 16, and after that opening drive, really struggled. 6 of 16 for 67 yards. He had that touchdown. He had an interception that led to points. He had a fumble that led to points. In his exhibition 
performances so far this year. Okay, keep in mind, these aren't four games. These are pieces of four games. So you add all of this up. This is probably the better part of two games. 22 of 49, well under 50%, 232 yards, two touchdowns, one a nice throw to Kenny Britt last night, the other one a great catch by Malcolm Brown that kind of bailed him out with two interceptions, and he fumbled three times, and quite frankly, it should have been four. Remember, he had that second fumble against Dallas that went out of bounds, and he caught a little bit of a break. In two games, you can't have four fumbles and two interceptions. This is something that he needs to get up to speed on very, very quickly, and that is understanding how important it is not to hand the ball to the other team. Look, the Rams simply aren't good enough to give the ball to the other team. They, they, they're they good enough to win. They're good enough to be in every single game they play this season. They're good enough to come into the beginning of the regular season thinking we can make the playoffs. What they are not good enough is good enough to turn the ball over. Look, if you're the Patriots – if you are the Carolina Panthers, if you're a team that's going to score a ton of points, if you're a team, the Arizona Cardinals, if you're going to go out there and you can feel pretty good that you're going to drop 30 points a game, you can give it away once or twice. Coaches will never say that, but you can. You can survive if you give it away once or twice because if you stop it half the time, you get the ball back, you go down and score, it's fine. The Rams aren't. The Rams are going to have to win games in the teens, the low 20s, and if you're giving away the ball the way that they gave away the ball with Jared Goff in particular, they're going to lose which is why he can't be out there right now, which is why he isn't out there right now. He needs to protect the ball. The, the, aside from, you saw this on Hard Knocks, where he called a play and then he didn't even know what it is that he'd called. It's going to happen. That, that's normal rookie stuff. But he needs to understand the value of that football and making sure that he does not give it away that easily. I mean, you're talking about on a screen pass, the ball gets deflected and caught inside your own 20. You're talking about a fumble that he puts on the ground that gets picked up inside your own 20. Both of them turned into points. And, and again, game doesn't matter, but these are big decisions that he was screwing around with. Um, him being the third quarterback coming into the beginning of the season, I think everybody would say that's a disappointment. Something that I'm going to do later next week once we get into and head towards the regular season. I want to take a look at some of the other quarterbacks that were taken first overall in the last few years and kind of go through their rookie season so we can kind of compare and contrast where Goff is with some of these other guys. I think here's the good news. I, I think the Rams are going to struggle offensively again. But here, here, here's the carve-out that I want for this. We still haven't really seen Todd Gurley. He carried the ball four times, and he looked good. He looked like Todd Gurley. So when he's out there and he gets 30-plus carries a game and they're just giving it to him over and over and over again, things might change a little. I want to see what this team looks like when all of the offensive weapons are out there at the same time. When you have Case Keenum playing with Todd Gurley. When you have Tavon Austin schemed to get open, to find him in space. When you have Kenny Britt. When you have... The guy on the other side, whoever that might be, which we'll get to in just a minute. Maybe it's Farrell Cooper. Maybe it's Brian Quick, assuming he doesn't get cut. We'll talk about that coming up later in the show. But I want to see what these guys look like all together. The defense, we have a pretty good idea of what that's going to look like. The offense, we really haven't seen all the pieces together. I want to see what it looks like when Case Keenum has Gurley, has Higby out there, has Austin, has Kenny Britt, and what that looks like at that point. One thing that I noticed last night watching the game, these guys really, the Rams, do not throw the ball at all down the field. Now, we can ask the question, is that a function of them 
not being able to? Is that a function of them not wanting to show any of their hands? Is that a function of them not having playmakers outside? There are a whole bunch of things. But you look at what they did this season, and I get it. Their offense is pound Todd Gurley and hold on to the ball. But you're going to have to stretch the field. I was talking with Super Bowl champion Eric Davis last night, and he was talking about, if I know a guy's not going deep, I'm just sitting in that rocking chair and waiting and waiting, and I am putting it on a guy, and I'm going to blow him up, and I'm going to be able to jump in front of one of those balls that you have to have a guy that you think might get behind you if you're going to be able to move that ball at all. I think that is a big, big deal with this group of guys. Moving on to the wide receivers. They dropped the ball again last night. This this team isn't good enough, okay? This team isn't good enough to deal with that. This is not Tom Brady or Ben Roethlisberger or Aaron Rodgers, who if you put a couple on the ground, whatever, he's going to keep throwing the ball right in the spot, dropping it in the bucket, whatever you want to call it, and do it over and over again. We're talking about Case Keenum. We're talking about Sean Mannion. We're talking about a rookie that clearly is not ready. They, these guys can't afford to put some of the good throws that they are making on the ground. They are catch-challenged to the extreme at this point. Kenny Britt is what he is, okay? He's a possession guy. He's been in the league for a long time. He's not going to kill you, but he's also not going to make a a ton of great plays. Farrell Cooper is hurt. I don't know. Nelson Spruce probably makes the team. I don't know. After that, what are we talking about? Is Tavon Austin, has he touched the ball this preseason? Maybe twice? They just gave him that big deal. He's going to have to step up. They're going to have to find some guys that can stretch the field, that can get open, and more than any of this, they have to catch the ball. They do not catch the ball well enough right now. That's got to get fixed. They have to find people that can hold on to the ball when it's thrown to them. All right, before we move on to some other issues that we saw last night heading into the regular season, I want to take a minute to remind you that this is a good time for you to be a sponsor of this program. To find... What are you thinking about? If you have a business, if you have a product that you're trying to get in front of people, you have the specific people that you want. If you're looking for men, if you're looking for young men, if you're looking for guys that make decisions on how to spend their money, this is the place to come. Reach out to me on Twitter, at Travis Rogers, and we can we can work together. We can find a way to make you a sponsor of this program. That's a good place for you to be in this podcast, Locked on Ramp. So reach out to me there. Also, cheap promo time right now, right? You can find me ESPN LA 710, the ESPN app as well. You can find my shows there. And, of course, I'll be doing Rams postgame all season long. You can do that as well. And keep in mind, when we have sponsors, you guys need to go do that. We're giving these shows away for free. So in exchange for the free content, I need you to make sure that you're hooking up our sponsors. That's how this works. This is the little give and take that I'm going to insist that we do there. All right, so let's let's go back to this again. What happened last night? A couple of things happened last night. They gave up another kick for a touchdown. And a couple of things here. Number one, four preseason games, that's two kickoffs for touchdown. Two in a season is too many. All right, two in a season is too many. They've had two in a month. Two in a month. Now, a lot of the guys that were screwing this up are guys that are going to be driving beer trucks maybe here in a couple of weeks. So that's part of it. But I'll tell you right now, that's got to get fixed, and it's got to get fixed fast, real fast. That's number one, just making sure that guys stay where they're supposed to stay. Number two, watching this last night, Hemingway, okay, Hemingway during the game. This is a guy that's on the bubble. This is a guy that's trying to make this team. On the kickoff, he had a chance to make a tackle inside the 20-yard line, right, to pin them behind their own 20, and he just flat out didn't stick his nose in there. And I get it. I get that a lot of these guys that are coming in have never played special teams in their life and that theirs is all brand new to them. 
guess what? I don't care, and neither is the special teams coach, neither is Jeff Fisher, neither are any of these guys. If you're on the bubble, the quickest way to make an impression is to go stick your nose in the middle somewhere, and he chose not to do it. I would not be surprised at all if that guy gets bounced because he simply did not stick his nose in there. That was a big, big mistake. They dropped a punt last night inside of their own 20-yard line. Just a whole bunch of mistakes on special teams. That absolutely cannot happen. All right, speaking of cuts, I don't think you're going to see a bunch of guys that names that you recognize or big names in the NFL, they're going to get cut. The Rams just, number one, they don't have a lot of big-name guys that are on the bubble. They don't have a lot of big-name guys that are on the bubble and expensive. I don't think that when you wake up on Saturday, when you wake up on Monday and look at this cut list when they cut down from 75 to 53, that you're going to see a bunch of guys on that list that (laughs) blow you away. Like, oh, I can't believe not happening. Not happening. The team's going to look more or less how you think it's going to look. I really don't think that there are going to be a lot of surprises right there. Quick thought heading into Monday Night Football, and we're just a little bit more than a week away there. The start of the season is very important. This isn't baseball or even basketball where you got a million games. Each one of these games matter, and the opening game for the Rams, I think, matters as much as any opening game has mattered in quite some time, and here's why. If the Rams go on the road on Monday Night Football and win, you come back with a couple of things. Number one, we're 1-0, and which is the most important thing. But number two, you went on the road and you won, which is a difficult thing to do in the NFL. Beating anybody on the road, even a bad team like the 49ers, means that you did some work. So you come back with a win there, and you're feeling really good. And now this thing can go one of two ways. You double up, and in week two, you beat Seattle at home. Now you're off and running. Now you're feeling great. You beat a potential Super Bowl team. You won on the road. You're 2-0. and You're playing 2-0 in division at this point. You're feeling great about it, okay? That's great news. We all know what that means, 2-0. and Even if they come back after winning in San Francisco and lose in Seattle, that's all right. I mean, you don't love it, but here's what's happened. Hey, we're one and one. We're right in the middle of this. Seattle's going to be there. We got to find a way to beat them. We beat them twice last year. We can play with that team. We're on to Tampa. We're going into week three. We've already proven that we can win on the road. We're feeling pretty good about it, right? Even a one and one start, assuming that it's that one and one start, feels pretty good, okay? If you start 0 and 2, you've lost on the road. You lost at home, and now you're going back to Tampa. You know that you're not coming home for the foreseeable future. You know that the schedule is going to get tougher. You don't have anything. You're looking over your shoulder. You're talking about changes. You're talking about guys getting moved in and out. It is an incredibly important early part of the season for the Rams. That 49er game, I get it. It's game number one of the season, but that is a big one for how it sets you up for maybe that entire first month of the season. Even with a win-lose start or a lose-win start, you're all good. 1-1 one and one is fine. 2-0, and oh, obviously, great. You start out 0-2, and, and especially with the two teams, you're 0-2 in the division, that can send you to a very dark place very, very quickly. All right, like we'd like to do on just about each and every one of these programs, like to give you a little tailgate tip. Now, this is probably not something that your cardiologist is going to recommend, but it's a special occasion. You're out at the tailgate, right? You're going out, and this is something that you can put on a hamburger. This is something that you can put on a brat or a hot dog or whatever, or you can just stick crackers or pretzels in it and just go to town because it's pretty darn good, all right? And I think you know where I'm going. 
It's pimento cheese dip, okay? It sounds disgusting. It kind of looks disgusting. But trust me on this. I dare you to put this on a hamburger, a hot dog, or just eat it with a spoon or anything else and tell me that it's not awesome. Here's what you need. You need some grated cheddar cheese. You need some cream cheese, a little bit of mayonnaise. And then this is where you can kind of do it to taste. Garlic powder, cayenne pepper. Uh, I like to put jalapenos in mine. Uh, You can take the seeds out. If you don't want it hot, leave them in if you have a backbone, and you can go from there. Put it all in a mixer. Mix it all up until it's all mushy and wonderful. Then salt and pepper to however much salt and pepper you want on it, and I guarantee you, people are going to look at that and go, oh, that looks terrible. You say, yeah, well, it tastes pretty good. They're going to stick their pretzel or their chip in it, their tortilla chip, and they're going to go to town. Trust me on it. Gross looking, great tasting. So that's what you got to do right there. There's your tailgating tip of the week as well. Again, don't forget about Locked On Fantasy, Vinny Iyer, Locked On the NFL for all things NFL with Matt Williamson, and Locked On Lakers as well with Anthony and Harrison. So go check all of those things out. We will get to all of them. We'll have all of those guys on the show at one point or another over the course of the season as well. Until next time, I'm Travis Rogers with Locked On Rams. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.